Welcome to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast with Rob Peters. That's right, Rob Peters is back doing a podcast, but this time it's about bringing in guests and sharing experiences and information to help you create a better DJ business for you, your clients, and your community. Now, here's a guy who likes to wear his sunglasses at night, Rob Peters. Hey, everybody. Back from DJ Expo 2019. I'm Rob Peters. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you to all of you that are joining the podcast for the first time. I hope you take a moment and go back to the page and see all of our previous episodes and get those downloaded as well. There's lots of nuggets in there, lots of useful information. And I got to tell you, I had a great time last week. DJ Expo was well put together. The folks at DJ Times always do a great job with this show. And I think it was a good combination of a lot of great information and even some of the goodies on the show floor. I think our manufacturers did a great job of showing off the gear and letting you be able to play with it before you decide to buy it. And I think that that's important now, especially where the technology is changing. We need to do some adaptation of how we mix when we buy a new piece of equipment. And I think it's great that you can go down and you can try this stuff out right on the show floor before you buy it. So kudos to the manufacturers. Kudos to DJ Time for putting together some great educational content. And I'm even going to say kudos to Mike and Jake for putting a great job together on the Monday night party for all the hard work they did on the entertainer of the year on Wednesday night, in spite of what happened. And we're going to talk about that with Dano in a little bit. Everybody needs to kind of take a good hard look at the fact that we all make mistakes and there were a lot of circumstances that nobody would have known about unless Jake and Mike were transparent about it. And I commend them for taking the time to actually put out the video and show all the scores and tell their side of the story. So I think if there is any doubt about the integrity of that particular part of DJ times and the DJ expo, it is laid to rest in the manner in which Jake and Mike chose to handle it. And I applaud them for doing such a great job and being forthcoming about what happened. Give it a read when you have a minute. We're bringing Dano on next, everybody. Take care of a couple of bills. We'll be right back. Hey folks, it's Rob and you know, I'm really grateful that you're all listening to the podcast today. In fact, we're running a contest this month and it's real easy to enter. Just go to our Facebook page, Mobile DJ Business Podcast, like the page, and then look for the contest post like that. And as a listener, if you want to put some comments up about the show, that'd be great too. You'll be automatically entered to win a pair of Floyd Rose headphones or some IDJ Now swag or a copy of Mike Weider's book, Be the Difference Maker. Do it today. We want to take a moment and thank Floyd Rose headphones, probably the most comfortable headphones I've ever worked with. Love them. Also want to shout out IDJ Now. And in fact, as a listener to the show, you can save 15% on your next order of $199 or more at IDJ Now. Simply use the promo code 15 off now between now and August 30th to save 15% on your next order. Hey folks, welcome back. DJ Expo was last week. We talked a little bit before the break about some of my thoughts on it, but I brought in a DJ Expo virgin. 
And I don't know if we can use the word virgin to describe this guy or not, but he's a fun guy to hang out with. I met him a while back at another convention, and this was his first experience at DJ Expo. Dan Blankowski, DJ Dano, welcome to the show. Rob, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic now that I'm back home. Yikes, it was uh, quite the ride on Thursday to come back, but uh, you had a longer ride, didn't you? <laughs> I had 15 painful hours just in time to bang right into a party on Thursday night. So oh, wow. boy, it was quite a joy. Wee! <laughs> so Dan, for our listeners who don't know you, tell us a little bit about how you got in the business, how long you've been DJing, your company. Well, the company is DJ Dano Atlanta, basically for SEO purposes, you know, for if somebody's looking for a DJ in Atlanta or, or Marietta, DJ Dano Marietta. And uh, seem to, people seem to remember me as Dano, D-A-N-O. So combining those three made it painfully obvious how I needed to call the company to, so people could find me easily. And I've been in Atlanta for 30 years, since 1989, but um, love it down here. It's beautiful in Atlanta. And I just, I love this. That's where everything is thriving down here. You and I met at Arms DJ about four years ago. And the one thing I remember the most is this guy comes walking in and he looks like he just came off the tennis court. Like you've got a polo shirt and a <laughs> pair of shorts and you're carrying this cardboard cutout of yourself. Well, you, you, in, a, in a show like this, even arm DJs, you can't be everywhere. So sometime I had to bring a card up, you know, a big six foot stand up to be in places where I couldn't be. So I still had a presence, but the mistake was I didn't monitor it because it was a right on, you know, a wipe off board. You can mm -hmm. write anything you wanted. And, oh, there are some pictures of things were written on there. Whoa, baby. <laughs> now, you have a new neighbor, and he was on one of our episodes not too long ago. I understand you have Jake Jacobson down in your market now. Jake and I had a conversation at the show, and he spoke very highly of the fact that you've kind of networked with him and helped him kind of get situated down there with his DJ business. Well, can you only imagine moving from one major to market to another and starting cold? For, and I didn't really know Jake before he got here, but we had a lot of common friends. And Mike Weeder and Big Daddy, Sean McKee, reached out to me and said, we have a good friend moving down there. Can you help him out? And fortunately, Jake lives close enough, maybe about 45 minutes, that we can talk and get together all the time. But we're kind of in different areas of the market and don't necessarily compete directly. But I, I realized that Jake is very much like me, very interactive and outgoing and professional. So I was able to share bookings with him and, you know, over bookings and share some clients with him. And we've quickly gotten to be fast friends and our, our wives love each other. And we do game nights on those rare weekend nights where we're not together you know, we're not working. And I, I totally enjoy his company. And that's how I ended up coming to the DJ Expo this year. So with your friendship with Jake, it obviously seemed natural that you were going to show up at the show. And I know you were in Jake's seminar with me and we were both presenters of the games that we did. I brought up uh, Chinese Tic Tacs, which is a relay game. And you did something really cool with some balloons and made a mess in the process, if I remember. Basically to make it short, we blew up balloons that are preloaded with paper confetti, and you can get them at dollartree.com. And it's a painfully easy game, but I showed everybody how to change it to make it your own and put your personality in and put a couple of very lame jokes in there. 
and make an incredible mess. And at the end, we pulled out the old dustbuster and gave it to Artem and his team, and they had to clean up. <laughs> so I want to know what your thoughts were when it came to this show. What did you see that you really, really liked? What seminars did you attend? What did you get for some nuggets? I tried to come in with my ears open and blend into the background. But as soon as I started packing and packing up three or four outfits, I said, I'm not going to blend into the background here. You knew Dano because his suits stood out. Like, I was in a black suit and a charcoal gray suit. You were in a Pac-Man suit. Not and that was before the – that, that was after the pineapple suit for welcoming. Yep. And then the Pac-Man suit and then the disco suit. Let's talk about some of the seminars you went to and talk a little bit about what, what we got out of it. I would say one of the highlights, one of them, I wanted to see how mitzvahs were being done in the Northeast mm -hmm. because the New York, New Jersey market, completely different than Georgia and Atlanta. And I don't do seminar, uh, mitzvahs of that size, but I wanted to see the attitude. I wanted to see what could be done. So the mitzvahs was awesome between Jordan and Adam. And then I think number one was the social media between Instagram, I mean, one after yours, of course, the, the Instagram and Facebook beat with uh, Rachel and Nick Spinelli. Nick Spinelli, thank yep. you very much. Mm -hmm. If Nick Spinelli ever gets a hold of an energy drink, we're all in trouble. I took so much knowledge out of that that is scary, and I'm not sharing any of it because I paid for it. I appreciate the kind words about my seminar, by the way. It was good quality content, and everybody was there to see that. Nobody left early to go to the party. They were there because of those second 10 things they were learning from you, which were delivered succinctly with no BS. I mean, I'm sorry, with a minimum of BS with you. <laughs> and and it, it was high-quality content. content. It was worth the time spent. You and Joe Bunn shared that quality in your seminars. We just laid it out there, bang, bang, bang. Here's how to help. Here's how to help. Bang. And it was so enlightening and so worth the time. I was in that introduction seminar on Monday. I sat through Jerry Bazada's seminar. Which, okay, good. You know, Jerry was respectful of the fact that there were overlapping times. And that's so hard to be a presenter and to have another seminar going on at the same time. As an attendee, that's difficult because... It might be two pieces of content that you want to attend at the same time. It's really tough to make that decision. But Jerry was really cool because Fox Feldman was starting right after Jerry. And it wound up working out that Jerry did his presentation on time and got everybody over to Fox's on time, which I thought was really respectful and really cool. Yeah, it was, it was cut awfully tight. <clears throat> and I think that's something they can improve next year. The funny part of the whole thing was I walked into seminars and I got stuff out of everything I went into. And I was very particular about the ones I wanted to see. I was in the game seminar and I took three pages of notes just yeah. because I needed fresh stuff for some of the things we've been doing, not only with our, um, our bar and bat mitzvahs, but also our corporate business and our team building and even the stuff we're doing with our trivia right now we're incorporating some of that to give bonus points and i needed stuff that would get me in out and done and keep my show within two hours so it was really cool i thought yeah. jordan and adam knocked it out of the park with their presentation and it was really cool to see that they were really pushing the envelope on 
what you can do, and it doesn't always have to be a DJ-oriented upsell. Yeah. Uh, what other seminars did you go into and, and enjoy? I think, obviously, the game seminar was something I was really looking forward to. That was, that was downright entertaining. That was serious entertainment. Most of it was educational otherwise. Mm -hmm. But the social media continues to stick out. Yours and Joe Bunn's continue to stick out. I, I'm still overloaded with information. I haven't even gone through all my notes again. But, it, you know, just four or five seminars makes it so worthwhile. Well, heck, one or two games makes the whole trip one, one you know, really worthwhile. But the best time spent is outside of the seminars still. The Monday night party was one of those environments in my mind where you could dance if you wanted, you could hang out and have a beverage with some people you knew, and there was a nice balance going on, and there was really no high pressure, and what was really cool was it was a lot of 90s stuff. I think that Jake and Mike did a great job hosting it, and yep. Casper yep. really did a great job throwing down some really cool stuff, and people had a great time, and of course, the triple threat with Big Daddy and Jordan and Ricky G yeah. finishing out the night, both nights, not just only on Monday, but on Wednesday. And we'll talk a little bit about Wednesday in a few minutes. But I think that those two parties in particular gave you an opportunity to be able to enjoy some camaraderie. Wednesday, obviously, you got a little bit more. Tuesday night, I didn't attend any parties. So I'm going to revert to you on this. Did you attend anything? And what were your thoughts about the parties on Tuesday? Well, you and I are of a certain age where it gets to the point where you just you don't want to yell over 128 decibels of music. Mm -hmm. And I took the opportunity to go out to dinner, a ridiculously expensive dinner, Jake, um, with about 12 people and where it was quiet. And I got to you know, meet people a little bit better. So the parties are really awesome for their energy, but so often just going to dinner or lunch with a small group accomplishes the same thing. So I was away from all parties on Tuesday night and I was loitering around the, the boardwalk, which I hadn't been on in 30 years. So I got to ask, where'd you go for dinner? I knew you were going to ask me that. It was an Asian fusion restaurant okay. that apparently is real well known. And it was very funny because Jake ordered for everybody. There were 12 of us. And he was sitting like he was in a Jeopardy tournament. He was isolated among menus with lights around him. And he said, I'll order for everybody. <laughs> Just give me money, which we did. <laughs> so it was, it was great camaraderie. It was a different kind of experience at the expo. Instead of 1,000 people, I had 12 people. And, you know, quantity and quality both work. Uh-huh. Uh, Tuesday night for me was six of us, and we went up to Gordon Ramsay's Steakhouse oh, nice. and had a really nice two-and-a-half to three-hour dinner where we talked business and we shared some, some information and some tips to help one another out. And we really built some good camaraderie over what was by far probably, at least for me anyway, somebody in my party had to send their steak back three times. But oh. uh, I had by far probably the best New York strip I've ever had. Uh, I got the bill to go with it. And based on the camaraderie, it didn't matter to me at that point. You know, the money, no. the money didn't seem like much. But we were overlooking where the two parties were going on. 
And they were very well attended. I do want to put that out there, that even though you and I weren't there, the observation I have is they were very well attended. They were wall-to-wall people. It looked like everybody was having a good time. I know at the PV party, there were a bunch of different people throwing down. I know Shamey from Chicago was throwing down amongst several other people. And it was great to look over down into that room after dinner and just watch what was going on for a little while. It was a lot of fun. Without the 128 decibels. Oh, no, it was loud. And obviously, this is one of your first times at DJ Expo. What did you think about the show for? I didn't have any um, definite things I had to buy. I went in. I bought a couple of trinkets. Um, I visited the uh, promo-only booth to see Nick, but mostly to see his wife, Britt. And so I, I stopped there. And otherwise, it was... The equivalent of, I, I appreciate all the gear and all the quality of the speakers, but I, I, it felt like I was behind an airplane that was about to take off. <laughs> and I, other than being loud, I thought that there was a good representation of anything you could need in our business to be able to get. I did a little bit of shopping myself for things that I needed. I, I needed a new crank stand and Hercules hooked me up huge okay. with that. Um, good. You know, we had, uh, you had companies like IDJ Now and you had Denon and Newmark and you could actually walk up and play with all of that new technology, Yeah, which I thought was really cool. And what a trade show should look like is you should be able to go on and play with it and figure out if it's going to be a good fit for you before you decide to take it home. And I thought that, that was really cool. There was a lot of lighting on the floor. And there were even things that I found on the floor that were additional money makers. I know one of our sponsors, Speed Quizzing, was there. Bill and Rob were doing a great job and showing off that technology. You also had several different photo booth companies. And I even found some stuff that I was like, wow, I'm like, I've been looking for this for a long time, like a clip on tray that goes on my speaker stand. <laughs> yeah, so when I'm that was pretty karaoke, awesome. you know? And um, I thought it was really a good collection of different vendors for whether you were a club guy or a uh, a mobile guy you had things that you could go look at but i think that they do a good job of making sure there's a variety of everything for everybody on that floor you know dano those two elements alone make that show so much fun to attend but one of the big highlights always is the entertainer of the year and if you were there you knew what happened. And if you weren't there, I'm sure you probably heard something about there being a little bit of human error is probably the best way to put it. Were you at Entertainer of the Year, Dano? Oh, absolutely. The whole time. To put it out there, here's what happened in no uncertain terms. And what we're going to do in the show notes is we're going to put a link to Jake's Facebook page because Jake Jacobson addressed everything. And this is the one thing I want to say about him and Mike, in addition to being colleagues and they've, you know, allowed me to be able to be part of the stuff that they do. But aside from that, I think they really showed some class and some professionalism by being as transparent as they could be about what happened, about the scores and about where they're going to go from here, which I know is a work in progress for them. They worked really hard and tirelessly to make sure that it's a fair competition 
and they i i think what happened here with hu human error is really what i think this is what are your thoughts on it it was nothing more than a mistake and if anybody here has gone through their life make without making a mistake please step forward so i can usher you up over to heaven and make a statue out of you okay because it was a additional it's a math error that was rushed and was not double checked and All you right, know what so i think that's the other key point we got to talk about here is and not to bash the golden nugget but when we got to where we got and, and let's be honest things ran long and yep. they were putting some pressure on jake and mike to wrap it up and to get out of there because we were supposed to be done at 11 o'clock oh and, really <laughs> and i'm sure that didn't help with this whole situation. I, mean, I didn't stay to see exactly what happened. I heard about it the next morning. Ironically, at four in the morning, I got off the elevator to go to my truck to drive home. And I ran into Jake and Mike and they told me what happened. And I think at the relative scheme of things, as much as the situation for all three of those gentlemen, Artem, Cliff, and Josh, I think that situation is tough enough to have to handle. And it's really difficult to keep your personal feeling about what's going on out of it. I think the three of them showed some, some class by handling it the way they handled it. I think that uh, Jake and Mike did a great job, as I said earlier, of being forthcoming about this to show that, yes, this was judged fairly, and it was very simply put, a math error that, you know, I know these guys well enough to know that they're going to sit down and they're going to come up with a way to make sure it doesn't happen next year. They're not going to take this lightly. And when I saw them at 4.30 in the morning, the following morning, I could see that the wind was taken out of their sails sort of because it happened because they've worked that hard. Anybody who thought this was not fair in any way, and I use the word cautiously, is just flat out wrong. It was fair, 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 and fair. That was easy. The second point is there's a mistake in. How do you fix a mistake? You be a man, you hold your integrity together and your honesty, you ascertain this mistake, you isolate it, make a plan to fix it, and then you step up and you say, we made a mistake. We're gonna fix it. And fortunately, as you said, the three guys who are the finalists all understood completely because Jake and Mike laid it all out and said, look, this is the fair, the result. This is how it works. Nobody's complaining. So if anybody's talking behind the scenes, probably wasn't there. And it was nothing but fair. And Jake and Mike still have the highest level integrity. And it should still be an excellent event next year. So I think that in the relative scheme of things, you know, we all have to chalk this up to experience. I think for the three performances, however, I saw all three. I thought they were well done. I thought that there was really a lot of energy in the room the whole night. And I think all the presenters, if you've got guts to even audition to compete, I tip my hat to you in the first place. So, well, you know what? That's kind of an overview. And, and it's been good to have your experience here, Dano, as a DJ Times virgin. I hope that you will be coming back to next year to join us again, to have a lot of fun and to experience it again. 
I understand you've got something going on. You've got a uh, something for DJs that you wanted to talk about. So I'm going to let you have the floor. Well, I do a weekly new email newsletter, not about my company, which is boring. It's called McDano's Monday Funnies. It's two minutes of jokes, memes, cartoons. First thing in the morning, you'll have it in your email at 4.30 in the morning. And it just gets it going and laughing. I'll put things in there to get, and really as a insider purpose, this keeps me in touch with my clients and my friends. So about a 1,500 people receive this. And every week I make an impression with them. I'm not selling anything, but I'm saying, hey, here I am and I'm still entertaining. So call me when you have expensive parties. If anybody wants to receive this, any other DJs, it's really, really easy. Go to Dan Blankowski on Facebook, or, and all my information is on there. You can call me, email me, just send me your email address, and I'll put you on the list. And it's really entertaining. If you think I'm awful, you cannot subscribe. But it's called Dano's Monday Funnies, and I think it's a good time. We'll put that all in the show notes so that people can find you, Dano. So awesome. Not to worry. Not to worry. Listen, my friend, I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure to have you. I certainly hope we can bring you back on at some point because as we had breakfast the other day, we had talked about a couple of ideas of things that I think we can bring you on for that I think DJs need to know about. And I look forward to bringing you back again. Well, you know me, Rob. I'm full of ideas, among other things. <laughs> well, listen, thanks again, Dano. The Mobile DJ Business Podcast is sponsored by BubbleParties.com. Be sure to stop by BubbleParties.com, click the Become a Provider page, and get our free special report to learn how you can make additional revenue performing for kids' parties. We're also sponsored by SpeedQuizzing.com, the latest high-tech trivia experience that you can bring to bars, restaurants, and events all using a free app that the guest downloads and pipes into your Wi-Fi network that you've set up in the bar. It's very easy to use and it's a lot of fun and your bars and restaurants will love it. If you want more information about speed quizzing, check out www.speedquizzing.com. Folks, I'm Rob. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. Give us your ideas for future guests, questions, or topics or just stay informed about upcoming episodes on our Facebook page or visit www.mobiledjpodcast.biz. The Mobile DJ Business Podcast is a production of Rob Peters Entertainment, all rights reserved.